I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Others lock up your sons. The fangirls are busting out all over. It's Fangirl Radio. Fangirl Radio. the fangirls on jackalope radio hey everybody and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the fangirl radio show i'm your host jessica dwyer and with me as always are my lovely and talented and beautiful and sweet co-hosts mr eric smith hello everyone and mr ryan stacy Hello, darling, and like I tell you all the time, flattery will get you everywhere. I know, because you're a tramp, and I love you for it. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so this episode is going to be so much fun. I'm very excited because we had a fantastic interview with Naomi Grossman from American Horror Story, a.k.a. Pepper. It's and, a special uh, pepper soda. She's got pepperisms all over. We're peppered with pepper. How's that? that I'm still a little hashtag salty, though. That pepper (laughs) is no more. Yeah, because I'm guessing that Roanoke could do with a little bit of seasoning from pepper. I just Mm -hmm. can't even be. I tried watching the second episode of American Horror Story Roanoke, and I could not do it. I I just enjoy that Naomi Grossman is peppered throughout the series of American Horror Story. <laughs> oh, it's a grind of pepper. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so we will be talking with Naomi later in the show, and um, it's pretty awesome because she's got two really cool projects coming out. Um, one of them is just ludicrous. I don't even know what to say about Sky Sharks. Because... <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to post the the trailer. There is a trailer for this film, and we talk about it in the interview. But oh my god, I just can't with Sky Sharks. It's it's like the Sci Fi Channel had sex with um, Iron Sky and made this thing that like was videotaped by The Walking Dead, and it turned into this movie that is about zombies fighting giant flying Nazi sharks. I mean, just like like the concept and premise of this film, it's hilarious. <laughs> the interview itself is hilarious because that woman is astoundingly funny. She is on point with her wit. Point mm-hmm. wit. Um, and then there is another film that she is in called The Fear Incorporated, which looks amazing. Um super super stoked to see it uh and we will give you all the details about where you can see fear incorporated um later in the episode but we're really excited the interview was awesome she's so funny and cool so yay now we're gross um before we get to that though we have to do our week in geek tv recap boop. And boop, boop, boop. 
sadly, as Eric pointed out, Lucifer was not on his show this week. He was on the debate. Yes, Lucifer was debating Hillary Clinton. Yeah, oh, and he didn't look quite as charming and beautiful as he normally does at all. He, I think he was using his demonic aspect. Yeah, I think the inner Lucifer came out and was debating Hillary Clinton this week. Um, but yeah, so sadly no Lucifer this week. It will be on next week, and we will get to meet more of Lucifer's mother. Uh, I am really excited about that. It looks really fun. Um, this week, though. Uh, there was a lot of cool stuff going on TV. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about, though, is The Strain, which I love. This season has been fantastic. Diego Punny. <laughs> you are oh, funny, girl. They just have things, though. They have stingers, and they're very phallic. Um, so The Strain, uh, we also got a, a sad announcement, but it was one that I knew was coming. And that is, after this season, there will only be one more. Um, but the thing is, people are, like, freaking out about it. You know, how can you, this show is so great, how can you cancel this? Um, back on the second seat, when the second season was going to start, uh, they, I, I got to interview, like, almost everybody involved with this show. And it was no secret, they had it planned for only, like, four seasons. That was it, because they had it like mapped out from the get-go that we had this story to tell and this is it. So it's not a surprise to me that the series is almost over. Uh, they have a very finite amount of story. It's based off of a trilogy that I'm sure Eric read, um, which is a great, great book uh, series and by Guillermo del Toro. And um, I'm blanking on the other guy's name. I'm so sorry. Doc Hogan. Doc Hogan. Um, and they had a very finite story, very, planned out kind of like breaking bad so don't freak out you're gonna get the story of the strain um this last episode though was so good um it's just all kinds of things happened um so in this one we got to see a flashback to i was really really excited about um to satrakian back in the 70s and he crosses paths again with the Nazi that was played by Nigel Bennett that we uh, got to see the last time we saw him. He was being um, stingered by, um, by uh, oh, yeah, oh, my brain is just dead. Uh, so uh, he was being uh, zapped by the other Nazi uh, that is the master's buddy in the show. And uh, this is flash forward he's in hiding he's of course a, a vamp he's a stragoy and satrakian hunts him down using the lumen as a uh as a draw for him i thank you my brain just kicked in so i vamps this guy who was a fellow nazi and uh he's going by the name of dr draverhaven which is a very interesting name um once again nigel bennett my baby lacroix from forever night and so uh Satrakian hunts him down and proceeds to boxing Helena him in the most gruesome way. He finds all these bodies of uh, in the house and, and, you know, the guy's a Nazi. So not really a lot of sympathy. Plus, he's a Strigoi now. So he ends up cutting off his arms, his legs, putting him in a steamer trunk and dropping him in the middle of the North Sea. And it's like, whoa. 
this is that's some cold shiz right there um, by our resident heroic Van Helsing type in the show. Um, that's just rude. <laughs> It was fantastic, though, and I still love the guy. Whoever it is they have playing young uh, Satrakian is just, like, he has to be cloned from from David Bradley's DNA because he's just the voice, everything. He looks like him. He's just amazing. Um, so we also find out that the cure or the, the um, actually, it's not a cure. It's the bioagent that they had, uh, Ephraim and company had put together for fighting the Strigoi isn't working. Their bodies are fighting it. Um, so it, the that isn't killing them now. So they got to figure something else out. They go deeper into the lumen to figure out um, what can be used to stop the, the, the master. And, and to, to help this along, they make another deal with the devil in the form of, of Palmer, who is slowly dying because the master is not giving him any more of, of the white, which is the, the, the vampire blood that keeps you alive and heals you and everything. So um, they, we, as we know, Satrakian has been sort of in, in line of Dracula 2000's Van Helsing, using the vampire blood to keep himself going so he can fight them. He makes a deal with Palmer to give him a dose of the white to help them. So you can probably figure out, and this is not going to end well, um, Fett has also found a massive nest under Central Park with like thousands of these things in it. Fett has balls the size of the Empire State Building in this episode. He crawls through areas that you don't want to go through. He's amazing. I love his character. So here's what we have upcoming in the show. We only have five more episodes for this season and then next season's it. The uh, series ends the day before Halloween, which is really depressing. Um, the season ends the day before Halloween this year. So um, the next episode is called the battle central park, which means stuff's going to go down. She's going to, it's going to go down. Um, the final episode of this season and that one is actually going to be directed by Carlton Coos, is called The Fall. And I believe that is the title of the second book. That means everything bad is going to happen so that you can have the, the, final, the final season be the heroic be-all, end-all for it. So the, the strain, you need to catch up. Hulu has, I believe, the entire run um, on their site, so you can catch them all. It's a really good series. Check it out. Um, so, moving on to the other really, really, really good series that just started back, The Blacklist. No one else watches this but me on the show, I swear to God, and it's a sad thing, you guys. You guys need to catch up on The, the Blacklist. Well, I don't watch it because Emma Roberts is not on it. I know, you and Emma Roberts. You're too busy in a tree <laughs> making out. <laughs> for real um eric you really need to watch the blacklist you'd love it you need to catch up it's on it's on netflix the first seasons are on netflix now what like all three really on now four? four yeah jessica i just want to say as soon as i get caught up on how to get away with murder <laughs> i will be tuning in to the blacklist and now that I watch all these shows, by the way, a friend of mine called me a suburban housewife and an old lady. 
<laughs> Join us. We have fun. Uh, <laughs> so the blacklist is back. And if you're not watching the blacklist, it is one of my favorite shows. It is like crack. Um, it has so many good actors involved with it. So many guest stars that are just fantastic. Um, but it is a great, great show. So this episode is called Esteban. And last we left, everybody found out that Liz is a bitch and lied to them and uh, told them all that she was dead. She faked her death. And it turned out uh, that she had ran off to, I believe it was like Cuba or something. I want to say Cuba. Um, to, uh, to hide with Tom, her baby daddy, and her baby, Agnes. She named her baby Agnes. Um, which is bad enough, but she had to fake her death and lie to everyone to get away with, from Red, who was the guy keeping her alive and keeping her safe and who mourned her horribly along with all of her friends. And it's important to know all of that because it's interesting to see the fallout from this because now she needs all their help because she has been kidnapped by her supposed father. Uh, this guy is is telling her that he is her dad. Uh, and so his name is Alexander Kirk. So Kirk, uh, not Shatner, but Alexander Kirk in this show, um, has Elizabeth. Baby Agnes is in the in the crossfire because she's with Tom and these guys have, have grabbed them. They're going to kill the dad. They're going to kill Tom and uh, take the baby to Elizabeth. In the meantime, Red's dealing with the fact that she's still alive. And then her friends, who have all helped her and mourned her death. Um, it's interesting to see the fallout between the, these guys. Because you have her boss, who is wanting to, you know, stay true to her and help her. Because they need the help. And there's a baby involved and everything. You've got um, Aram, who is her really sweet, the really sweet guy. Who is like, you know, we got to help her, even though she's hurt me. Um You've got her other partner, who's Mr. I'm by the book. And then you have the one that I really find the most interesting and the most, most like, real reaction, which is um, Agent Abami, who she um, has basically said, sorry, I'm not going to help because F her, basically, because... <laughs> She lied to us. Do you not get that she lied to us and used us? Didn't give a damn what we felt. I like that somebody actually has that reaction. Because in how many of these shows have you seen, you know, someone's really screwed over everybody else that has helped them out. And everybody just goes like, oh, it's okay. Come back to the fold. We're going to, you know, hug and hug it out. I mean, both of you, because you guys watch TV. You know what I'm talking about. How many times do you have that? No one has ever had the reaction of basically screw her and her kid. I'm waiting. Well, <laughs> I, I do have to say that on Angel, they didn't immediately welcome Wesley back. He really had to work his way back in. That's true. But they, you know, this is basically just flat out. She is... Um, Agent Navabi is like, no, sorry, I'm not going to be involved with this rescue or whatever. And it's really interesting because Aram is in love with her um, and tells her flat out, I know you. If something happens to Liz and her kid, 
you're you're never going to be able to live with yourself you know and and she's just like well i'll just basically her attitude is i'll just cross that bridge then you know i i like that i like that that is the case here especially with a female character she's just like no no you screwed me you screwed everybody i mourned you so it's just really interesting and it's really sad to watch because she's put um you know it this is all liz's fault really this whole thing that's happened is on her and it's interesting to watch the dynamics play out and and you see her realize yeah maybe i screwed up because red's trying to save her he's like going for it and he's a badass and he's killing everybody to get to her and you have creepy people that he's making deals with. And I liked his his answer to um, to uh, her partner who was there, who was like, you you let this scumbag get away. Who This guy has been working for the federal government, too. He's been working for the U.S. He's been working over there. He's tortured people and killed people horribly. Um, but, you know, we have people like that that we deal with. Uh and it was really interesting for Red to turn and tell him, you know, because he was pissed. He's like, how can you let him go? And Red's answer was, I made a deal with the devil of the day to save her. And, you know, I'll do it again. You know, that's what I do. I make deals with the devil. You know, And it's a really interesting point. He's like the devil of the day. Because just, you know, what are you going to do? There's so many of them. You know, if it gets it gets what he wants. So. This show has got so many levels to it. The 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 main supposed quote unquote bad guy in Red Reddington is actually probably the coolest character and probably the most, you know, intelligent and I wouldn't say moral, but he's definitely got a code that he goes by and he sees the world in a way that is how it is not the way these people you know people think that they're going to have this ideal it's a really an amazing show um because you're he is like this one of probably the coolest anti-heroes i've ever seen and and james spader is a fantastic actor so if you have not watched the black i don't know if i can sell it any more than that if you (laughs) are not watching the blacklist you're really really missing out um because they have like it, it's filmed like a movie almost. Every episode is so beautifully done. So you should be watching it. And it, this new season just started. And I believe Netflix has the first three seasons up. And you owe it to yourself to watch them. Put them in your eye holes right now. Because they're really good. Say eye holes again. Eye holes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dirty when it comes out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so with with that catty attitude let's go to scream queen so ryan can talk about his girlfriend Emma Roberts. first of all honey you should be winning awards for your segues okay <laughs> and secondly okay so i don't understand why you can't just swallow it and deal with my quote-unquote girlfriend emma roberts because seriously <laughs> so I just dirty when it comes out of here <laughs> Well, that's what he said. No, No, listen. Okay, I just watched episode two of the new season. Jessica, this series is becoming filled 
with so many wonderful pop culture references that would just make you giggle. Ryan Murphy and his team are on point. And like, just having Jamie Lee Curtis alone, now, you know, she's a scream queen, obviously. She's a yeah. major character in the first season. Now it's Jamie Lee Curtis in a freaking hospital where a masked killer is on the loose because of her, essentially. So it's like, hey, Laurie Strode, you didn't yeah. die in that mental institution after all. <laughs> <laughs> so um it's just the, the writing is a lot stronger the series is a lot more fun and i noticed tonight that they've really toned um emma roberts character actually down a lot and she's less despicable like i feel like this season this character is actually like working on herself and like becoming a less uh awful person i don't believe you <laughs> I'm serious. And plus, the amazing guest stars this season, like Kirstie Alley tonight, she just continues to make me laugh. She's got this like Gladys Kravitz essence about her. Um, she's like being real nosy and spying on people and stealing pills from the from the, nice. the pill the pill closet. I mean, she's just hilarious. In the first season, or the first episode she was in of the season, which was actually last week, she, uh, one of her first lines and her first scenes is, I got your number, you rich, dumb whores. And it's like... (laughs) (laughs) She she is Ryan's spirit animal. (laughs) She's your spirit animal as well. I mean, her name is Ingrid Marie Hoffel. She's called Nurse Hoffel. So it's just, it's ridiculous, it's campy, it's so gimmicky and shticky, and I don't know if I could sell it to you anymore, but if you're not watching Scream Queens, you're surely missing out, and uh, this will not be the only show I'm talking about by the way in the fall. I will be catching up to what the heck's going on with those uh, adult people in Once Upon a Time. Oh, God. <laughs> I I think, I, I honestly, I, if you die, I, the only person they've kept dead on that show even though he shows back up in like like dream sequences and stuff is is um god what um balefire that was the only one that they've kept dead because now robin hood's apparently coming back stop spoiling stuff for me you know i live for robin but um but the one it's so funny one of it was um on one of the message boards uh, I saw somebody post like, "Thank you, Once Upon a Time, for bringing us yet another hot villain." And they're talking about Jafar, who is being, oh yeah, who's being played by Odin Fair. That is an excellent choice. Fair. I mean, Naveen Andrews <laughs> played him on the Companion series. That yes, lasted but one but, but Odin Odin Fair Odin Fair yes, Fair. that hair. I've 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 met him and he's just that pretty. He's oh god, he's so pretty. Um, okay, so let's talk about something horrible. Let's talk about Gotham. Um, I'm at this point, like I told the guys before we started recording, I think I've gotten to the level of hate watching the show, which is not healthy. It's not a healthy thing to hate watch. Um, but this last episode, the second watch it. Oh God! It's like I keep waiting for things to happen in the show that that should be happening and it doesn't. And I've given up. Fish Mooney is like herpes. <laughs> you can't get rid of her. She's effing dying. Her character is dying, and she's 
still alive on the show. <laughs> and then you have Jim Gordon, who is the worst with women. This episode, like you get a re you get reminded of all the women that he's been with and how they end up his relationships just suck. And in the second episode, speaking of speaking of once upon a time, Jamie oh. Chung is Valerie Vale in this. So Mulan has moved on to Gotham. <clears throat> Valerie Vale has been in two episodes, and at the end of this one, second episode, she's bumping uglies with Jim Gordon already. <gasps> Do you think he'll be the father of Vicky? <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> Jesus, God. Scandalous. And as he's bumping uglies with her, um, his ex girl, his ex baby mama, baby actual baby mama in real life too, but not ex, but baby mama, is stepping off a train back in Gotham for some reason, and no babies with her, so who knows? But yeah, so I don't know. I I just and then to top it all off, this is the big reveal episode where you find out Ivy is now a woman. Not a little Ooh, girl. She's blossomed. Yes, Ivy you has see blossomed. What I, did there? I see what you did there. Oh my gosh, this episode is peppered with puns. <laughs> Poor Eric. Eric's just sitting in the back crying. <laughs> Curled up in the shower, rocking back and forth. <laughs> so no more puns. Actually, it's so bad. This this thing with Ivy is so bad. They have her um be she gets kind of sort of rescued she's like all disheveled and looking at herself like oh, I'm all you know my face and so this guy takes her to his house and offers to give her you know like help her out and he's checking her out which is really gross and then she's like you think I'm beautiful and it's like you're you're an 11 not even 11 year old girl why are you suddenly like you think I'm beautiful I've changed inside and out. It's like, <gasps> God. Can you never do that again. <laughs> I'm changed inside and out. So you're my family now. <laughs> That's what you sound like. <laughs> you're all in with me now. So he's like, here's some water. I'm gonna throw away these plants. And she's like, gives him demon eye as he's throwing away this plant. And so, kid you not, the next time we see Ivy, she's got the seven of nine boob light on her as she's coming down these stairs in this green, tight-fitting dress. And I'm not kidding you when I say the boob light's on her boobs and they the, the camera is fixated on her boobs for at least 10 seconds as she's walking. And she looks in, a, in the mirror and says, you know, next time water or something like that. And she walks away and the, she's knocked the guy unconscious with the plant that he deemed not fit to live and walks out. It's like, Jesus Christ, really? That, the, the, does anyone not feel grossed out by the fact that she's still an 11 or 10 year old girl in this body? And they've already sexified her up like that. This I is how they do. Say, I want to say kudos to the writers 
for the realistic portrayal because I know that if I bring a disheveled, <laughs> weird, sexy woman to back to my place, the first <laughs> thing on my mind is throwing away some dying plants. <laughs> Naturally. I, I don't even... I don't even know. I don't even know with Gotham. It, then the, it doesn't at all seem like they forced that in there to make and, her and, get mad at the guy. Penguin lets Fish Mooney get away because she tells him she made him. And he lets her go after stirring an entire mob full of people to come kill her. And they kill off, like, at least... I don't know how many of her, like, at least two members of her crazy monster group. One of them, I think, was Firebug. Um, and then the guy that ages people gets away. She's got Hugo Strange with her now. Who gives a damn. And then, um, but the thing I gotta, I gotta point out real quick before we move on to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is the far better show, is the fact that, like, the entire GCPD comes into this room with all of these creatures and fish mooney they these people have been killing each people constantly attacking people not one single effing shot is fired by the gcpd and these monsters come at them and kill like a bunch of these cops not one gun is fired and they all have their weapons drawn one cop gets his hands melted off it's a really disgusting scene, but not one gun is fired. Like if I saw this big giant monster thing coming at me and I had like a piece in my hand, you better believe that I would be shooting this out of this thing. What the hell Gotham? There, there is some horrible writing on television, unfortunately. Well, in movies too, but it, the, the problem I'm seeing with a lot of comic book shows, at least the way I see them, is that it feels like the writers think of something cool and have to find a way to shoehorn it in. And it doesn't matter if the situation calls for it or if it goes against everything we know about the characters. They're like, but this will be really cool to see. So let's put it in there. And then you have things like people not shooting their guns or... Legends of Tomorrow, Firestorm, just walking down the street punching people instead of <laughs> actually using his powers. But 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 this is just like logic. Yeah, I, I, I you know. Sorry to interrupt, but am speaking, I asking too much? <laughs> no. And speaking of yes. shoehorning, I just want to tell you both. I watched Supergirl finally, and I a believe that that show belongs on the CW. That's where its home is now. And I believe it will work, you know. I don't think it's really a bad series. You guys were kind of right about the weak sauce writing. I had fun with it, though. She's super cool. I, I meant to mention the, that earlier. I love the cast. And Melissa Benoist is amazing as Supergirl. But I think there is horrible writing on that show. I did like the Harrison Ford joke in the one episode, if you guys Oh, recall. yeah, yeah, yeah. There, There is some clever stuff in there. Mm-hmm. The, the episode with the Flash, I thought, was very clever. There was some bad stuff, but and the, the chemistry between the two of them was fantastic. Well, I need to talk about, uh, and I, I'm going to watch Supergirl now that it is on Netflix. I'm going to catch up with it before it starts, because I, I was sold by that 
two and a half minutes with Superman. That looked really awesome. So I'm going to give it a shot. Cool. You'll have fun with it, Jess. It's fun. (laughs) Um, But I want to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. right now because they have done something in this, the second episode that has given my little dark heart hope for something that I have been dreaming of for a long time. They've introduced a thing called the Dark Hold, which is a book in Marvel's canon of stories. And the Dark Hold actually comes into play with like a ton of different characters. There's like a bunch of stuff. Um, But the one thing that I'm really excited about is that at one point it crossed into Rise of the Midnight Suns. And it had it had stuff like Werewolf by Night involved in it. It had Dracula looking for it, um, all kinds of cool stuff. So now with these ghost characters, that we find out that the Darkhold has affected these um, people. There's still a big mystery involved, but there are these ghost creatures that now people are seeing. And now Agent May has gone crazy because she's seen them. Um, but we've got the dark hold in there. This is going to cross it over. I feel into the doctor strange stuff as well, because it's got to do with a lot of mysticism. Now you've still got the whole thing going on with ghost rider too, which is also tied to midnight suns. So Eric, there's a ton of really cool Marvel shiz going on right now in agents of shield. And you should, if they're be bringing it. monsters. I'm going to check it out. Even though he's a ghost driver. And not Ghost Rider. Um, they're bringing in monsters. There's monsters here. There'll be monsters here, sir. Woo-hoo! Um, all about I, the monsters. Yeah. So, um, I'm really, really, really excited. Uh, I, it, it's really setting them up. Like I was telling Eric before we started, I think what has happened is they're kind of going away from that whole Inhumans thing because they've they've nixed the movie that they were going to do. Um, and I think they've kind of completely kind of screwed that whole entire storyline up um back in that last the season that that was the really big one i think that was the second season um but this i think is going to be their way to really tie in with all the mystical stuff um in the marvel universe because of dr strange and dr strange is going to be huge in the in the canon um so i'm really stoked do you want to know how agents of shield can win me over and and just just grasp my black little heart and hold on to it forever. If sure. they introduce Morbius the Living Vampire, dude, that's what I've been saying the whole time. And that goes back into the Midnight Sun stuff. And now exactly. we've got we and we have Spider Man in there. So there's all signs pointing that we may get a Morbius, and I will. Um, the other cool thing that they have done, and it's interesting, it's really funny to me that that um, Marvel, I think, thought that they were going to keep this quiet, or at least this guy, um, I, I was reading some stuff online about the episode, um, and this guy thought he'd, he, uh, I think it was Yahoo maybe, one of the sites, was trying to figure out, because they only had the name Jeffrey for the name of the new uh, director of S.H.I.E.L.D., and he was trying to go through all of the Marvel canon to figure out what characters were named Jeffrey. 
But what's funny is if you watch a show with the subtitles on, you'll find out and you'll find out people's names. It's kind of interesting how they kind of screw that stuff up. And this guy is the, you know, he is Jeffrey Mace, who is also the Patriot from the Captain America. He was actually Captain America for a brief time, too. So it's interesting because in the show, um, he is the guy. What, what's happened is, because we did the flash forward, uh, the new director of S.H.I.E.L.D., Coulson wanted it to be someone like an inhuman so or a special person, like, you know, the enhanced people. So uh, it would be more, you know, it would kind of bridge all the, the stuff that's been going on, you know, with the Sokovia records and all that. Um, so he has this guy who, of course, Coulson would love because he at one time was Captain America, um, be the new director of S.H.I.E.L.D. So his name's Jeff Mace, and he is a badass. He's superpowers. He's got super strength. He's um, nigh on invulnerable, you know, all this kind of stuff. And uh, so they've kind of en- they've kind of enhanced the character by making him this because at first he was just a regular dude. Um, but it's it's really cool uh that uh they've got these classic characters coming into play as well and uh i'm really excited about this season of shield so far it's really awesome these last two episodes have been great and i love the ghostwriter in it he's really really good ghost so driver. Ghost yeah eric says he's ghost driver it's because he drives a car he's not on a <laughs> bike I don't care. He's Ghost Rider, and he's doing a, a far better job than those the films that we're doing. Even though God, I love Nicolas Cage to death, but those movies needed some work in the scripts. So, funnily enough, the guy that plays um, uh, Harvey Bullock in, in Gotham was in the first Ghost Rider movie. Um, the so, first Ghost Rider movie was not the worst thing ever. The second no. one was. The second, and that had Idris Elba in it. And How do you screw that up? It's the worst thing ever. It's it is oh, it's horrible. <laughs> Piss and you know, fuck. you guys are saying that. I've got a real quick question for you both. Sure. Mm-hmm. What would you say the worst comic book movie is? Ooh. In your oh. own opinion. Oh. Oh God. Off the top of my head, I'd say Dark Knight Rises. <gasps> but that's without thinking Burn. that's that's just off the top of my head if, if i had time to think about it i might come up with something else but i absolutely hate that movie um it's it's a toss-up there's so many bad ones but i can go i can go way back with this and go the kathy lee crosby wonder woman Oh yeah, we could go Howard the Duck. I wasn't even thinking. Howard about the that. Duck was good. I, I wouldn't. Or if we want to go like <laughs> premiered on TV, there's Man Thing. Oh, I actually have that on DVD. I got it for a dollar at a Blockbuster. It's not even worth a dollar. <laughs> I no. well, it was a, it was a sci-fi movie. Um, but it wasn't made for sci-fi. Yeah, but they showed it. It was not um, made for sci-fi, but that's the only pe- they were the only ones that were willing to show it. Man, man I can I can I, I actually found the original Captain America movies. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, this this could take way too long because there's so many bad ones. So let's but say guys, modern. This was, so, this was so simple. 
<laughs> no, no, it's not. You're talking listen, to two comic listen. book geeks. <laughs> this one is really great, and you'll see why. First of all, I was at a secondhand video store today, and I can tell you that this one is at least worth a dollar because this is how much it was on DVD used. But we're forgetting about the 2004 atrocity that is Catwoman. Oh. I've never seen it. Oh, God, I went and saw it for free because I had never a, seen it. I had a free ticket for it, and I still it's, felt like I got ripped off. So bad. <laughs> I've seen hell? scenes like the basketball scene, and oh, yeah, it's I, no, I don't do it. Even, I'll watch Troll Two every day for the rest of my life before I'll watch that movie. Don't do it. You know, I can I can do one better. No one remembers David Hasselhoff as Nick Fury. I like that movie. Um, actually, Sean Sean reminded me of that them as well. I taped both. Uh, the uh, what was it Generation X movie and the Nick Fury movie? He was not horrible, and it was not a horrible movie. It's better than Dark Knight Rises. Oh my God! Is the Gen is the Generation X movie the one with Jubilee? Yeah. Yes, and I thought so. Uh, yeah. Uh, Hughes, Finola, Finola Hughes, Finola Hughes, Finola. Yeah. Yeah, played. Uh, Someone in it, and Matt Frewer. <laughs> Matt Frewer was the bad guy. Bad guy, Matt Frewer. Was she supposed to be Emma Frost? Yeah, she was Emma it's Frost. It's been so long since I've seen that. I think it's on YouTube. I think. And so. I, I love the the actress that played Jubilee. Huh. But uh, can't remember yeah. who did that. Well. I think we should go. Um, we're about to run out of time, so we need to get to our interview segment. But that this this we should we should ponder this and then bring it back up next week when we have our special guest, Alaska. Hi. I can't wait to hear her say that. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited. Um, so we will. Um, also, I just got to do an announcement too. Um, later during the month of October. We will be having the man himself back. Hopefully he won't make it sound like we had some sort of relations at Horror Hound Weekend again, which would be nice of him not to say. Uh, but we will have <laughs> Don't even. He he made it. Oh, my God. It was a couple. You know, Mr. Joe Bob Briggs, a.k.a. John Bloom, will be joining us in Woo October. Woo! Yeah. He better not make it out he will i know him he'll say it again um so with that um we're going to move on to naomi grossman i'm very excited about this interview you guys will enjoy it and thank you guys again eric and ryan Absolutely. you're welcome it's always and a pleasure it is a pleasure although i'm not i'm not emma so i don't hold your heart anymore oh burn <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. And here we go with Naomi Grossman. We will see you next week on Fangirl Radio. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. I want to welcome to Fangirl Radio Miss Naomi Grossman, the star of American Horror Story and so many other things. Uh, One-woman shows. She's fantastic and all around um, yeah, every woman. Hi, Naomi. Hi. <laughs> and we're very happy to have you on the show. And, oh, my God, you've got a couple projects coming up that I just I can't wait to pick your brain about. Um, but first off, I have to ask about Fear Incorporated. 
Okay. This looks fantastic. I saw the trailer. I saw you on the poster looking vicious. So can you give some details about it? Because it's it's starting to make the rounds right now. I know it, it just showed at Stidges Film Festival, I think, too. Yeah, it's definitely uh, getting around. It, uh, it was at Tribeca, of course, um, Robert De Niro's festival in the spring in, you know, New York. Um, apparently tomorrow, or, oh, I guess that's today, uh, Thursday, uh, the 29th, it's uh, at the San Diego Film Festival. Um, then it'll be in Los Angeles, where I'll see it for the first time, um, October 20th. Oh, it's just uh, for Halloween. And it has, oh, and actually, it was um, screened in Germany uh, just a day or two ago. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's getting around. It'll be in London and Barcelona this fall as well. It's it's uh, coming to a theater near you apparently. So can you give us oh. um, in your own words what it's about? Because I I know what I took from the trailer, but you know, trail. I this one looked well edited, so it's kind of. Uh, you know, it's one of those trailers that kind of keeps the secrets of the, of the movie, which is nice. But can you give us details about about it and about your character in the movie? Uh-huh. Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> Without spoilers. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, so uh, Fear Incorporated, just like it sounds, it's uh, there's a, a company you can call if you want to be scared. Um, and, of course, some, um, you know, mischievous teens do. And... Um, and then, of course, uh, the lines blur as to whether or not this is, uh, you know, uh, fun and games or not, which is, you know, as to be expected. <laughs> um, as for my character, I'll be honest, it's a really small part, but I've also learned that there are no small parts, only small actors. Um, I did get really awesome feedback. They, the, the, you know, uh, producing team wrote my agent and said, oh my God, everybody's commenting on Naomi's performance. And, and I, of course, think, well, what do you mean? Like, I, I know what I did. I, I wasn't, it wasn't a lot, <laughs> it wasn't much. So, I mean, I'm, I made the poster, so it must be something, but um, I'm afraid a lot of what you've seen that is in the poster and or trailer is, uh, I don't know, what you see is what you get. <laughs> nervous you know because I'm like hyping it because I'm excited about it too but of course um for all we know that's that's the extent of you know my character cat Ooh. we shall see who knows who knows well there could be a sequel and you could have more of a oh yeah that's true that's true it, I love the poster art by the way the, the poster is just fantastic and there's so many um there's just a lot of really good uh, horror character actors in there too. That... Oh yeah, well, and the the guys that produced it and wrote it are um, big Funny or Die guys, and that's 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 really my jam. Like I love, I mean, I my my thing is comedy. Of course, it's become horror. So the <laughs> fact that I can kind of marry the two is pretty awesome. That's all great. Yeah. And I know Ryan had, um, my co-host here, definitely had a question about an upcoming project that your name's attached to. So I'm going to let you go with that because I just watched the trailer for this one too and, and I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> okay, what's that? Um, it's Sky Sharks, two words, Sky oh, Sharks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that also, I, listen, um, when they pitched that to me, I was in Germany and uh, the producers 
uh, shared with me that very same tra trailer that I think you saw. And I was like, oh my God, how, how, how do we get me in this? And then, you know, cut to, I think the next day I was sitting in front of a green screen and we were doing it. Um, I mean, the whole thing is CGI, obviously, obviously there are no Nazi engineered sharks that fly in the sky. Uh, but, you know, kind of like Sharnado or any of those like completely like just plain idiotic, like awesome movies. Uh, I have high hopes for this one. <laughs> so can you... I do see by the cast list alone from that film and just look. The cast? Yes. Yeah. I mean, we were all at the same bar in Germany <laughs> hanging out. With, <laughs> and we were like, I wanted this. I wanted this. Of course, I was like, you guys, we've drunk a lot of beer. <laughs> Maybe we should. No. But oh, well, we didn't have time to, you know, sober up and think about it. We had to. We were shooting the next day. So anyway, <laughs> who knows? It's very, very, very silly. <laughs> that is awesome. So can you tell us about your character in that one? Because I, I, I want to get, I love your name. It's, you, you, you've got a last name of Rochefort, which is very French and awesome. So yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> like I said, it's a German production, <laughs> which is why I'm even more excited about it because I'm sure that they have uh, especially um, meta take on Nazi <laughs> zombie sharks. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of my dialogue was, uh, I'm a newscaster and uh, I, I will say I should get a writing credit on this one because I was pretty much like, Mm, that doesn't sound like English. So, um, <laughs> you know, I made sure that my uh, English sounded English. And though my name does sound French. Um, anyway, who knows? It's going to be, it was one of those things where I was like, maybe no one will see it. Or maybe <laughs> everyone will see it and it'll be like, it'll be the biggest, you know, it'll be the new Sharknado. I don't know. Who knows? I, I just, I, I can't wait to, I, I, this is one I'll actually watch. I've actually avoided Sharknado just because, I don't know, I, I, I can't do it. I just can't do it. But this looks so over the top and crazy and fun that. Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a better, it's a better gimmick, really. It really is. Oh, I mean. I, yeah, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, it's flying sharks with zombies, fighting zombies. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's, also yeah. with it's Naomi like, Grossman and Was Tony there Todd. anything that they left out? You know, they got Nazis and zombies <laughs> and sharks. Oh my, you know, <laughs> so dumb. I love it. So one thing I, I, I want to talk to you about, you know, everybody, of course, loves you from American Horror Story. It's it's all about the pepper. It's all oh, about oh, the pepper. Yeah. Um, can you talk about like how how that has just sort of you know, the influence that that has had on your life since it sort of catapulted you into this horror genre um, and, and, and the interactions that you've had with the fans. Because I know just everybody loves you and Pepper. Aw, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's amazing. You know, I mean, good thing I didn't know when I went out for that, went to that audition, I, that this was going to really, like, change the entire trajectory of my life. It, it has. Um, I mean, it hasn't, it hasn't like at the end of the day, I'm still like 
sitting at home on a, you know, <laughs> a Thursday, like, I need it, you know, I need a job. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it has, like, I, uh, I mean, I'm talking to you right now. I'm, um, you know, I was at the Emmys last week. I'm, uh, the, I'm tweeting the debates, you know, Pepper for President, which is 93,000 followers. I mean, you know what I mean? It's just like, um, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting the way uh, one one little, you know, five minute audition can really change everything. And yet, you know, it, it, it kind of, in a way, it, I don't want to say it changes nothing, but it, it we're still right there. Like, I'm sure, you know, Brad and Angelina have their own, like, well, especially now set of challenges. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> It's been it's been a real ride. I mean, who knew this little little character that could? And you know, I, I I guess I get some credit for it, but it's really fans that that have done this. I mean, um, I, sometimes I get I don't know if it's accused or um, complimented for my ability to really kind of milk it. At the end <laughs> of the day, I mean, it's really not that. It's not that I'm like batting down these doors saying, hey, you know, invite me to your Comic-Con this weekend. Um, although I will be at one uh, this weekend in Rockford, Illinois, in case anyone's in the area. Um, you know, I just, I respond to my email. That's what I do, which um, I figure most of us do. Maybe I just get, I think I just get more exciting emails than a lot of people. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or at least my emails got infinitely more interesting in the last couple of years. <laughs> Has some of you had any just kind of strange, what's been, what's been the best fan interaction you've had and what's been the strangest that you've had? Because you, you, I've seen you at a few shows and I know that, you know, American Horror Stories has got really normal fans and everything, but there's always that one weird interaction that somebody has had that just is sort of bizarre, not, not dangerous, just bizarre. (laughs) Right. Well, um, the most awesome, I think, well, I don't know if they were the most awesome or just the most recent. Um, just last week, I walked into a, you know, an Emmy event and Cuba Gooding Jr. was right behind me and he gave me, he was like, Pepper! You know, <laughs> was me. And g- g- gave me a huge hug and we walked the, you know, eight escalators up to the party together and he, you know, had me in his arm like a, like I was his arm candy. And that was, that was really fun. Same thing happened a couple days later. I, you know, I posted it, but uh, I uh, saw Matt Bomer in yoga class. And uh, fortunately I didn't see him while I was, you know, upside down or I would have broken my neck. But um, yeah, I basically just, I went up to him afterwards and I was like, Hey Matt, you know, I just, I feel like I have to introduce myself to you. And he interrupted me and said, oh my God, I have wanted to meet you for so long. Like, hey, what's up? Ah." So stuff like that is really cool. When it's like, you think, you know, we have this like illusion that like famous people are in this bubble and that they're not aware of the outside of that bubble, but like they are. And um, it's, uh, it's that, that's been kind of, that's been fun. That's been neat. I love. I loved your uh, Matt Bomer picture. I saw it on your Facebook page. I did too. I was so cute, and he was like, "Oh my god!" But I, I don't look good. I was like, "Bit." I, 
like, you can't not look good. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, you're talking to Pepper. I'm like, the ugliest person on TV. And you're telling me, oh, I don't look good. Anyway, I bullied him into taking that photo with me. Good um, job. Thank you. Do that for all of us. I was like, no, you're like, you can't not look hot. Like, he almost looks hotter when he's just like dirty. <laughs> it's covered in sweat. I, I like you. Um, yeah, no, but, um, as far as the weirdest, it's, there's been a lot of weird ones. I don't know. You know, it's funny, like, uh, people don't realize it and this may not seem weird, uh, on the outside, but I do think fans should take note. Like there are the certain like sort of stock expressions. Sometimes fans say when they like, let's say meet you at maybe a Comic-Con, for example, like when they walk up and they're like, hey, and then they say, um, and then all of a sudden their face falls when you're not as excited to see them, mostly because you don't know them. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, like, yes, they know, they've seen me on TV, like they, so of course I'm recognizable to them, but like, no, I've never seen them before. Guess what? Even if we're Facebook friends, that doesn't actually make us friends so sorry everybody on Facebook like I don't know you uh and so I'm not happy to see you too I mean I don't I'm just being honest like it's not that I'm unhappy to see you I just I don't actually recognize you in order to know to you know wet my pants at the, at the sight of you so um you know when people are like hey and then all of a sudden their face falls and they're like you don't remember and I'm like Oh, I'm sorry. Like they're like shaming me before <laughs> even that. Like I haven't even done anything. I haven't even said anything. And they're and then they're like, oh, we're but we're Facebook friends. And again, it's like, y y yeah, like I, okay. Mm -hmm. Like you do know what that means. That means I saw your little icon once, probably, because then I blocked you. And then <laughs> And I said, sure, you know, accept. But like, I don't know. I don't remember like, you know, the, I don't remember who I spent, you know, last night with much less who I clicked on like a couple of years ago, you know, in the night. <laughs> or day. Hey, we're friends on Facebook. Are you trying to say something? No, I'm just, <laughs> no. It's just, it's just a lot. It's a lot. Anyway, I don't mean that. I, it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's a weird, it's weird how like, um, social media gives us this false idea of friendships. You know what I mean? Like when you call someone on the phone anymore, they're like, Whoa! like, it's like Scooby-Doo. Like wh what is this thing doing ringing? And, and then when there's a human talking on it, oh, you know, and so it's so strange to me that like we are we're kind of like degenerating into just these sort of you know android like robot people that only communicate through like technology it's um, like the matrix it's turned into the matrix a little bit yeah it's a little it's you no know, it's it's a little funny that you mentioned that because yesterday a friend of mine was having a discussion with me about kind of a similar topic and we just thought it was funny that now we can communicate not only through instant messages but we are so lazy we can communicate through emojis and gifs 
And it's like these little pictures and moving images do convey what we're trying to say to each other. It's become a second language. Yeah, it's funny. It's almost like that horseshoe theory. Like soon we're just going to be like grunting and rubbing sticks together again soon. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) Yay. Uh, Does that mean we get to, uh, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to mention Matt Bomer's stick. I'm not going to say <laughs> Matt Bomer's stick. I'm not going to do it. Hey, that's how you make fire. Let me make <laughs> mm. He is smoking hot. Listen, if you're, you're, you seem so, you know, cool with dishing a little bit about the people from Horror Story that you've crossed paths with. I want to ask you about a couple other people. Dishing? If- I only say nice things. <laughs> And I only want to hear nice things. I don't want okay. my image to be shattered. Say, everyone's just so damn good looking. <laughs> That's all I have to say, but go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, it was interesting, you know, because in season two, I feel that Pepper was um, kind of like a dark horse character. I don't think people knew that we were going to love her so much and get to see even more of her later on. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like Pepper was having a lot more fun season four maybe just a little bit more despite all the dark things that were going on. And so uh, there was a lot of pretty people around you and I just (laughs) want to, you know, I have to ask because. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, you're fine. It's just that Jessica and I talk a lot about this one specific character in general. And I just want to know what it was like to work with Emma Roberts. Oh, well, let me comment on what you said earlier. Um, These are very astute um, uh, uh, observations. Um, I think Pepper was the dark horse. I think nobody expected her to be a thing. Um, least of all me, I really mm. thought that I was, it was just like a glorified extra role. Like I thought maybe I was like one of like a, an army of pinheads. Cause you know, that's really kind of like the level of auditions I was going out for at the time. Like, you know, uh, developmental actors, and that is, that's the word they use for, you know, people who are relatively green, who are, you know, don't necessarily have a name yet. Um, I, uh, you know, we're sort of typically get those like nurse number four to the left type roles that are there to, you know, support the stars, not, you know, stand out on their own. And so when I got this audition, I really, I didn't expect her to be anything more than that. Um, that said, uh, this is going to sound like me beating my drum and I don't mean it to, but I am, I do attract attention. That's just how I am. Like I walk into a party and I kind of take over. So, you know, if, if you need the spotlight, maybe don't invite me. I don't know. But <laughs> no, that, no, that sounds like you're talking about Ryan and I, cause that's, kinda, <laughs> this is what we do. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know. Like, it's weird. Like, I I legitimately am attracted to, like, shy guys. Like, I I, I think I've never, like, I've just never dated a deaf muter. I'd probably just marry the man. Like, I I don't know. Like, oh, I'm totally digging myself into a hole. But the point is, I'm kind of a big, big personality. And so it goes, it it stands to reason that I've, I've, uh, you know, wouldn't get those itty bitty little like supporting parts, you know? Um, but Pepper was sort of this perfect storm of a role. She was uh, small enough in the 
they were able to cast a total unknown like myself, right? Because they're obviously not going to uh, waste a name by covering him or her with a bunch of prosthetics, right? I mean, you're paying a premium for those people. You need to see their face. Um, and yet she was, you know, kind of big enough or at least out there enough that I was able to really stand out. So, um, you know, that's just, it was a, it was perfect opportunity, brilliant casting, if I may say so. Um, and, uh, yeah. Um, but I think I, you know, I, like I said, did not expect it. I don't even think the creators expected it. I think, um, you know, I think uh, just by sitting there in that day room, that first day when we were sitting there listening to Dominique um, and I was, you know, playing with my yarn and then there was the dude with Tourette's on my left and then the gal, you know, playing with her own poop in the, on to my right. Like, I think they just put a bunch of crazies in the room. You know, they had Shelly, the, the sex maniac and Mark Consuelos, the... You know, I don't remember his deal, but, uh, you know, they just sort of put a bunch of loonies in the bin and um, kind of wanted to see what hit. And, you know, Pepper definitely hit. But I don't think they I don't think they anticipated that at all. I think they um, I think I think they are, you know, we're only you typically about five episodes ahead of the viewing public. Uh, and so they're able to kind of see what hits. And so I think by the time the Peppermania was in full swing, they'd already killed me off. You know what I mean? Like we'd already shot this, the, the, the scene where Jessica breaks down learning of my, you know, pneumonia. So um, I think that's a, a large part of the reason why they realized, well, shoot, this little girl's a, she's a hit. We should, we got to do something with this. You know, people aren't done with Pepper. So maybe we need a, a second season with her. So that was awesome. And then to your, your other point, if Pepper looked like she was having more fun uh, in season four, it's because she was, she was having <laughs> the most fun of anyone. Probably. I think I would arguably say I was having the most fun in season two as well. Um, just because the nature of the role, uh, was so improvisational, you know what I mean? I was literally like, just nobody was micromanaging me. I knew as long as I was, uh, basically emulating little, sh you know, schlitzy from Todd Browning's film freaks. Uh, I knew I was doing, I was doing my job. And so, you know, that meant bopping along to the name game and playing with string and, you know, it's, it's fun. It's, it's all fun. Uh, and it's so funny. I, I remember like, it's odd the way people would like treat me. I mean, this, even the crew, when they would see me on set, especially, you know, for season two, where they didn't really necessarily know me as Naomi, you know? Um, so they would, you know, they'd see me on set and then they'd like, wave and like make little faces like woo, you know kind of like you do when you see like a dog or a <laughs> and I remember being like do they know like I don't I'm not I don't really look like this I don't I definitely don't act like this like at least not without a few drinks like I I don't know <laughs> odd to me that like huh you know uh and then, of course, I'd come out of makeup and no one would even bat an eyelash. They wouldn't even 
not even a hello. I was like, wow, it's so much more fun being Pepper, you know? Well, I, 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 I it, kind it of reminds me that we all really, we, we do, we treat each other differently based on how we look. It's pretty messed up. But then season four, like I said, I mean, at that point, I was, you know, not only was I having the most fun from the start, but by season four, I was really like, I was not only like, I was at the big kids table, but like I was actually an invited guest. You know, season two felt like a fluke. And I was like, oh my God, somebody any minute now is going to realize I'm supposed to be at the kids table. Like somebody screwed up, letting me up here. And so for season four, I really, it felt good. Like I was clearly like a, 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 a part and that, that felt great. Well, one thing I, I was going to ask you, um, because uh, this is a, a I, Ryan and I love conventions. We go to cons all the time. We're all about them. Um, one thing I was going to ask you is because there's a thing going on right now where character actors who've, who are known for being in makeup are doing like photo shoots at shows in character. Is that something you'd ever think about doing at like a convention where you'd go and, and dress up as Pepper for, to no, like. No, it's not. That's not even. <laughs> no. I mean, uh, it's not just me. It's the car. I I don't own the character, so without Ryan Murphy's position, you know, permission, that that ain't happening. Um, not only that, but like that would also mean flying in my two makeup artists uh, and who saving are your head. <laughs> not cheap. Like they're probably like double whatever I am. Like my makeup is way more expensive than I am. Um, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. And then, of course, you'd have to shave my head. Like, I'm not doing that for a photo shoot uh, op. Like, no. No. So, no, I mean, that's, no. No, that's not an option. I, I didn't even think about the head shaving part. I'm like, oh, yeah, she has to shave her head for that. That would be good. <laughs> I mean, believe me, sometimes I look at it and I'm like, why do I even have this coming out of my head? Like, I don't have to like I didn't for a long time and it was kind of hot so. <laughs> but I did feel like it was kind it was a bit limiting you know as an actress like I was sort of stuck going out for you know uh you know uh punk rockers and uh lesbians and neo-nazis and you know it, it not that I have anything against those parts. I mean, I am a character actress, but I'm not like, I'd much rather be more versatile and like, you know, uh, make me up to play those parts, not look like those parts on my own, you know? Exactly. Besides I'm kind of a girly girl. Like if you watch the way I dress, like I, I, I'm always in a dress. I love like, jewelry and pink and flowers and high heels and so with my bald head I mean you can you know it's pretty badass but at the same time my my little like Betsy Johnson dresses were a little it was a little weird like mm, kind of <laughs> what are we doing here <laughs> your red carpet looks by the way for the horror Hot. sorry have, oh. have been amazing <laughs> thank you thank Hot. you sorry <laughs> All kinds of like, you know, lots of back and forth with my, you know, agents and managers on that. They were very concerned with my decision to go bald. But I, um, I convinced them. I was like, no, no, no. I, 
they were, they were, I was like, I will look smoking hot. Like, just, I got this, like, trust me. So. Well, uh, I, I, I love some of your photos and I love your captions for them too. Like the, you know, the one that painted me for the heavens. I like that. Is awesome. Well, you know, I'm a little bit of a, I'm, I'm a bit of a drag queen. I mean, I'm a woman, so I guess I'm not at all, but you know, if, if in another life, I'll come back and like totally win RuPaul's Drag Race. I was going to say, I'm like, I'm gonna I, ask. Yeah. <laughs> go, go Ryan. I'm going to ask, do you watch the show? RuPaul's I Drag don't, Race. but I like totally hang out at um, Hamburger Mary's, which is um, like w one of the sort of burr joints in um, West Hollywood where they, you know, a lot of those drag queens like play bingo. And um, that's awesome. yeah, I mean, I'm just, that's just who I am. Like I love, I'm, I'm, I'm fun like that. I've, I celebrate, you know, dresses and wigs and makeup and fierceness, you know, can't help it. That's me. That's fantastic. Well, then you will love our interview next week when we talk to Alaska 5000. <laughs> that's a lot that of wigs and makeup and dresses. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> no, and, and well, I wanted to give you a chance. I think we're about to run out of time, but I wanted to give you a chance to pimp where you're going to be and where we can see you. Um, like we've already talked about Fear Incorporated and Sky Sharks, which is still <laughs> mind-blowing. Um, and now even more so after hearing they basically accosted you while you were all drunk and asked you to be in the movie. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I mean, listen, it was... Uh, no, I take responsibility as well. I take responsibility. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Well, uh, this weekend, um, on Friday, I'm going to be in Chicago. Well, specifically, Schaumburg, Illinois, um, at a, uh, a conference, actually. I'll be performing uh, for the Association of Campus Activities, something like that. Anyway, um, so if you're a college kid or, um, you know, a campus buyer, definitely come and um, buy my show. <laughs> bring me <laughs> bring me to your school. Um, I'd love to, you know, come perform. That's that's what I really do. Like, let's face it. I I'm, I'm definitely not mad at anybody for wanting selfies with me or or wanting my autograph. But at the end of the day, if I can come and, you know, tell my tell my story, do my show. Like I, that's, that's what I'm all about. Uh, so I'll be doing that on Friday. Then on Saturday and Sunday, I'll be in Rockford, Illinois, which is also a suburb of Chicago. I'll be there at uh, geeked con, which I'm excited about. Um, and then, uh, mid October, uh, I think October 15th through the, no. Yeah. 15th through the 15th and 16th, I'll be in Monterey, Mexico. I doubt we have any listeners from there on, but anyway, uh, I'll be there. And then uh, uh, November 5th through the 7th, I'll be in Stockholm, Sweden wow. for Comic-Con. So I've got all kinds of exotic, exotic spots uh, I'll be going. Um, a little closer to home, you can see me on the big screen. Uh, both at in Fear Inc. on October 20th um, here in L.A. Uh, uh, and then also actually October 18th, another movie I did 
called The Chair, uh, which I'm also a kind of a bad guy in, uh, will be, it's all the short hair, I'm telling you, you can't <laughs> play nice with my hair. Um, I'll be, uh, that is, uh, we'll be screening in Burbank on October 18th. So yeah, lots of chances to see me live and, and on screen. You, you're a busy girl. And I got to say about the chair, um, I actually have heard about that film and it's got like a crazy good cast in it. Um, like Zach Galligan and, and Roddy Piper. I know it was his last film. Yeah. I was going to say it had to be one of the last ones that, and it looks amazing. Noah Hathaway's in there too, Bill Obrist Jr. So that looks really good. Yeah. I'm excited about that too. We shot it, um, you know, like, a year and a half ago so it's kind of embarrassing like I've been talking about it for quite a while and now it's like finally I get to see it hopefully you know it's good again I haven't seen these things yet so I'm you know you you're nervous you want to like you want people to support it uh and so you 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 post and promote but at the same time you're like oh god what if this is what if this is another sharknado ha <laughs> thing though you know what I mean I'm all about like doing really great work obviously when given the opportunity I mean American Horror Story it's like it's like legendary some of the best acting on television and then I'm all about like if I can do some really like just really idiotic stuff like <laughs> I'm, I'm all for that too you know it's Why well, not? you know one of the best actors uh, one of my favorite actors and it admitted this he and that is um uh Oh gosh, now I'm blanking on his name. Um, but uh, he said that he does movies like he'll do Jeffrey Rush. Sorry, it finally popped in my head. I'm like, no, Barbosa. Um, Jeffrey Rush said that he will. He loves doing movies like Pirates of the Caribbean and these crazy like broad roles that are so much fun. And then he'll go and do movies like Eyes Wide Shut or something like that, like a, a, a an art film, like you know the ones like you yeah. know the ones that are the, the oscar stuff but he's like why not i love having fun doing this stuff why not do something like this or you know he did house on haunted hill you know that's what he likes to do he likes to have fun with it and that's that's the best way i think well, to he's be. probably making a bazillion dollars from pirates <laughs> and then makes absolutely nothing doing the little indies but yeah that's his nice little way of saying that no i but i feel the same way in fact I mean, shoot, for the first half of American Horror Story, Pepper was just having fun too. It wasn't until that last, you know, epic, you know, episode uh, where <laughs> I had to kind of like, oh, really get into some of the pathos that I just, they weren't uh, afforded to me yet because I didn't have, you know, a real, you know, arc until, until that point. But yeah, that's every actor's dream, I think. Oh yeah, I love the Pepper Sode too. We'll call this the Pepper Sode. <laughs> this is the pepper soda fangirl radio right here Aww. well Naomi, thank you so much this is fantastic to talk to you you're you're an, you're just fun you're just awesome yes. and fun man thank oh thank you. i just realized i didn't mean to evade the question about Re emma roberts she's also shockingly good looking and, and <laughs> <laughs> so i if anybody's listening going oh oh because i know people like to read into everything and 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 that's definitely not the case here <laughs> she's, shockingly good. she's like she's shockingly good looking i don't know what more to say about her 
know. I mean, she is. Like, God, look at her and Bomer. And I mean, come on. Uh, you know, I, I will. I will bring up right How now. How did I get in this clique? That's the real question. My, my sister has, and she's gonna kill me if she's listening to this. My my sister will kill me. Finn Whitrock just dandied her mott as she as he was on the show. <laughs> Oh wow! Uh, he she thought he, he she was so happy with the way he died because he was in his underwear. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> the whole scene. <laughs> yeah, he's he's yeah he's great too. <laughs> they're all good looking. <laughs> they're all good looking. It's it's uh it's not fair. And Wes Bentley, I I, I personally Wes Bentley is my is my cup of tea. I think he's beautiful. I yeah, love- I had a lot of fun. Um, particularly with the back of his head when he was Edward Morgan. <laughs> um, like we we had a little little makeout session. Uh, unbeknownst to Wes. Actually I think Wes knew it was happening because there was everyone was like dying laughing on that. And he's like, what? What? <laughs> I also um, that is I, I just had a picture of it coming to my head. I also got diggy with um Rose Siggins's uh, little body double, you know uh, the lady with, um, you know, uh, legless Susie. She, when, when actually Edward Mordrake threw her across the room, obviously that wasn't, that was movie magic. They had a, like basically a dummy, like a doll for him to throw. Um, and, um, you know, obviously I had a, a affection for Rose as well, but her dummy and I really got... <laughs> quite intimate <laughs> <laughs> she's one of us yeah. <laughs> ryan Indeed. she's one of us she's i think you can actually see that online somewhere too if maybe if you google like pepper and you know legless Susie sex tape you'll see you'll see it doesn't quite quite go there but we definitely you know was definitely taking a little bit of advantage <laughs> i don't know because she can definitely sit with us. She can sit at our table. That is, <laughs> yes. yes. Naomi Grossman can sit at our table for sure. Cause, yeah. Because I would totally make out with the back of Edward Mordrick's head. I mean, that's. Right? I mean, make it, out with the front of Edward. Yeah, I totally would make out. Well, yeah, that wasn't exactly on the table. I don't think Ice would have appreciated that. But she didn't, she didn't mind the back of it. <laughs> I don't think we can. Uh, yeah, I think I, at this point, I don't think we can top it. Okay. Well, Naomi, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> of course. Thank you so much. 